Thanks for downloading this episode of the Simcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching for the Simcast wherever they get their podcasts. The Simcast on RS1. Good evening, dear listeners. This is the Simcast, your weekly source for occasional sim racing news. This is episode two of our 2024 season. It's been four years since we started calling this show the Simcast, and it's hard to believe it's actually been that amount of time. Um, it is the return of us. It's the U.S. week here on the Simcast, so... I'm here, Mr. Ben Williams, joining me as ever, Mr. Louis Satterley and Taylor Burris. Hello. Hello, people. Man, he yes. is fired up. We, we are all back. a bit Who fired up. gave him all the Reese's Cups from Halloween? <laughs> Halloween? Halloween? January. We're in January. Yeah, I know. That's How what do I'm you saying. have you candy on all. Halloween in January? I bogart it from myself. That way I don't touch it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, since it is January, how was your holidays, gentlemen? Uh, it was pretty good, pretty quiet for the most part, but uh, pretty big get back in the swing of things for the world of racing, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Got a good holiday bonus from the job, so I proceeded to use that to spend it on two off-brand uh, Lego sets. So currently elbows deep in a Porsche 963. After mm-hmm. that, we got a Porsche 917 to build. And also got a really awesome Blackstone griddle to cook on, which I was really looking forward to. I know this is completely off t- subject, but yeah, I've already made a few rounds of Smash Burgers on that. I've made breakfast on it numerous times. It, I, I'm loving this thing. Mm-hmm. I did so get a, when it's something like that. I did get a Lego uh, stock car for the NASCAR for the holidays for my saw that. future mother-in-law. So that was kind of fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got to get Ben you... on the Lego train. We do. Well, no, Ben is specifically staying away from the Lego train because Ben loves Legos. And if Ben started on the Lego train, he would not stop. But that's what makes us so fun. We really need to get Ben on the Lego train here. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I need your address, Ben. I'm sending you some Legos. We, y'all are nothing but enablers. <laughs> uh, that's what we do. We're Better to do Legos than other stuff. I was going to say, there's this is far true. worse things you can do than Lego. Yes. Like spend all your money on sim racing equipment. See, exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Lego's cheaper. <laughs> to an extent, I have to, to say. To an extent, yeah. I was going to say, it all, it all varies, but yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we actually have a very odd and random hodgepodge is how I would characterize it. Well, um, the, the, group, I've picked up on reason. the pattern of that. It seems to happen yeah. every January. <laughs> yeah, it, it, January is always a weird month for sim racing news. Um, but, you know, since we didn't get to react to this last week because Matt and Steve were on, um, I think we need to react to it now. IndyCar, iRacing, thoughts? Yay! <laughs> Yay, oh, in go. the regard that it's finally in capable hands, but the big question mark, which I think I posed to you guys, is are we going to get a dedicated game, like what they've done with World of Outlaws, or 
Is this just it simply coming back to the service? I, I can see both of those things happening. Also, I, Taylor, I, I want to see the dedicated game. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, you should have said "Hooray!" instead. Of... Uh, well, no, I can't. I can't take, uh, of course, our other amazing podcast uh, special way of handling it for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, can't do that. Nick, yeah. I don't want Nick to be calling me up. <laughs> I had to crack it, you know, in two or three o'clock in the morning, wondering what in the world were you thinking, taking my line? <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, just had to get that thought. It was in my head. Um, yeah, I can see both of those things happening. It probably will depend upon um, how iRacing's nast, well, iRacing Monster Games, Tomato Tomato, um, how they're nascar game is received and how that development goes um i don't know if that part of their studio is big enough to handle two games at once and i was gonna say has it been revealed that monster games is doing the nascar one i believe so it would be under the it's still under basically the whole thing is it's all under the iRacing's game you know console gaming department pretty much yeah so we'll see how yeah. I mean, it's a safe um, assumption that they are going to do the NASCAR game, but I don't know if they've actually fully confirmed that. We'd have to find that out. Okay, while I search for that, I'll get this other thought out. Um, I, I think iRacing is smart in that regard that they know that uh, they know what their capabilities are with their console development um, studio. Mm-hmm. And so unlike, you know, um, the prior holder of this license, they'll pace themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm just um, quickly, quickly reading it, through the press release right now. I'll go ahead and talk amongst yourself while I do this. So, um, wow, I totally drew a blank on what my th- train of thought was going to be there on that. Okay. It's yeah, just... you can definitely tell it's a new show. I'm back for sure because I I completely <laughs> lost my thought there. Yeah. Um, no, but I think this is this is something that never should have been taken away from Iris in the begin with, which we've beaten that dead horse numerous times over and over with the now fairly broken and crooked stick. Um, but welcome back is all I can really say on that. It, I know mm-hmm. so many. People are excited to run the uh, Indy 500 again and be, actually be able to run the Indy 500, not just use the cars on tracks that are not officially licensed by IndyCar. They can finally do this how they want to. So, yeah, pulling the train um, there a little bit on the uh, iRacing front there, which I don't do often, but yeah, the press release just says iRacing does not mention Monster Games in any way. But okay. I think that's what everyone's assumption is. Because... I would say that's a safe bet because they did produce it before it was bought out by Motorsport Games. Yes. Um, and they already did iRacing's other console game, the World of Outlaws yes. game. Mm-hmm. So, Which actually, I was playing that earlier today, believe it or not. Very cool. It's been um, a hot minute since I picked it up. Yeah, well, well, it's been a... It's been a hot minute since I've done anything dirt racing related because I've been on full Daytona prep for the last couple of weeks. Taylor. Yeah. Well, all I have to say regarding this is for those who are happy about this new partnership, go and support it. That's the yes. biggest thing we have to say for all of our listeners. You know, I talked to one of the key voices of iRacing in IndyCar, and that's Arjuna Kankapati, who does several IndyCar leagues 
that are now going to be able to return to broadcasting events is go out, support it, go out, race it. And hopefully we will never have this situation ever again. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be, have to be the biggest thing. So race the Indy 500, race the official series, race in the IndyCar leagues. And hopefully we'll never have this issue as far as IndyCar and iRacing splitting. Yeah. I, I think IndyCar has fully learned their lesson just because this was such a PR nightmare for them. Um, and we also do know that some some assets for the IndyCar game were produced. Um, there was all of these screenshots of them uh, doing 3D scans of, like, I think it was Calvin Fish. Um mm-hmm the commentators, the freaking Firestone Hawk as well. Um, I think you were thinking of Lee Diffie. Lee Diffie, okay. Anyway. Um, but yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully with their license, they were able to retain those scans. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, if I remember the licensing language correctly, because um, once again, that's publicly available because they're a... Um, nationally traded organization which i haven't checked their stock prices in a little in a bit so i might do that while we're recording to you know laugh a little bit um <laughs> we do not mince our words on this show that often no um, we don't and i lost my train of thought completely so i could make that joke um anyway if i remember the licensing details correctly it's IndyCar's license, so IndyCar owns things created under that license. Gotcha. If that and in case sense. you're wondering, currently Motorsport Games is trading at $3.09 a share. Oh, dear. Um, so. I wonder and apparently how there's 88 employees there. Hmm. That's according to a quick uh, Google search here. Yes. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we're all glad IndyCar is back on iRacing. Ooh, actually, you know what? Sorry, scrap that. Hmm? Their uh, their share is actually at $2.66. Did it lower that much just because of oh, the show? Apparently... <laughs> yeah, that fast in the show. No, um, yeah. I was looking at um, something that popped up over on marketbeat.com which was the first thing that came up and then over on my right side of my screen I saw the actual thing and it closed today at $2.66 so it went down if 11 I'm... cents today yeah if I remember correctly the last time it went down to this level is when motorsport like motorsport.com bailed them out a little bit so probably see that in the future I'm not sure um, well I'm sure they're Absolutely, just waiting for the uh, Lamont Ultimate to come out and hopefully dig them out of that hole for sure. Yeah, uh, Matt and Steven talked a little bit more about that title last week, so I don't feel like we need to go into it. Nah, more. Um, just beside beyond the phrase of "I'll be surprised when it comes out." Anyway, um, <laughs> we're already eleven minutes into the show, so um. We should probably get started with our actual slate of sim racing news, but um, you can follow us at Simcast Radio on all the social medias, um, except for TikTok. I don't touch TikTok with a ten foot pole. I'm too old for TikTok. Um, you can nobody's too old for TikTok. 
<laughs> you can tell us what you're thinking about the show using using the hashtag SimcastRSL. And of course, all three of us and Matt and Steven are members of the Midweek Motorsports Listeners Collective. We're going to keep talking about iRacing for a little bit. Um, following Ooh, their announcement... Nice. Yes, following their announcement that IndyCar and the Indy 500 are going to be coming back, they announced earlier, uh, well, later last week, um, before our show came out, but after um, Matt and Stephen recorded, they were announced that the dates of the iRacing Indy 500 will be May 27th to June 2nd. Yes, that is already that is after the actual Indy 500. They usually try to do it like the week before, but the Coke 600 currently occupies that slot in iRacing's calendar, so that's probably why they moved it back a week. Um, on top of all of that, um, as part of their patch three for 2024 season one that we're going to talk about in a second, um, they also have replaced the special Indy 500 tire branding on the Delara IR18s uh, whenever you're driving at the, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, they go to the red side wall? They go to the red side wall. Nice. Yeah. And I just realized I closed something that I should have. Anyway. Um, well, it's not really fair to see a red side wall because that's what the Firestone reds are for the road course. It's the red print on yes. the black tire. Got it. Yes. Anyway. Um couple other bits and pieces from the Season 3 update. Um, again, if you want to go read their patch notes entirely, you can go check out iRacing's forums uh, underneath the staff announcements part of the forums. Which I will point out, you do need a iRacing login for. Just Yeah, I couldn't access it, and I cannot for the life of me remember what my iRacing account login is. And, anyway, um, and let's face it, by the time I get done doing the search of it, we're no longer going to be on this subject anymore. So I just uh, not. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple of things that they went through and adjusted on various different cars, um, as long as updating the tire branding on the IR18 for Indy. Um, they also adjusted some of the setups. Um, they also updated the paint pattern templates. Um, and they fixed an issue with ambient inclusion on the digital display screen. Um, they did a couple other things that if you want to go check that out, you can. Um, the things I'm going to focus on for the when we're talking about this for the rest of this segment are the updates to the Daytona Road Course, since that is predominantly the focus of many sim racers right now. Oh, um, yeah. Since the iRacing Daytona is this weekend. Um, first of all, <laughs> and again, and I've said this on the show before, whoever writes the patch notes for iRacing does not get paid well enough. I'm um, bummed out. I can't read them. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that was specifically mentioned was that the number of oh, cones... Oh, wait. Yes, has... I can. Sorry. Okay. The number of cones has been reduced and has been moved back, specifically turn one and turn three, um, from their usual places, and that this was, quote, for their safety, not yours. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yep. Considering that, you know, the mini game during many Daytona 24s has been how far can you punt the traffic cones? 
But uh, unfortunately, if you try to go any further with that, you're uh, <laughs> going to be in big trouble for the most part. Yes. I, um, I love the vagueness of the uh, next one on that. Cone walls at turn one and three have been adjusted slightly. Yes. Just slightly. Just slightly. Um, are are we of... talking like a grain of sand or are we talking like a rock? <laughs> it's actually moved back pretty far. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like... Um, when I was practicing for Daytona yesterday, I didn't even notice that they were there. And I was trying to figure out, why does this look different? Oh. The cones aren't there anymore. Oh, well. Voila. Yeah. Ta-da. Um, couple other they got moved so they... much for their safety that they just disappeared altogether. <laughs> they just, just back it up. Just back it up. Anyway. A um, couple other things they did today to Daytona. They loosened some of the off-track detections in corner at six. Thank you very much. I can run the bus stop without being worried about getting off tracks every lap. That being said, I got like 10 X's in one field wow. stint just from going off the bus stop. So we're, we're going to gloss over that. Um, they also fixed the hit boxes of the tire wall inside turn one um, at the end of the pit lane so that you're no longer hitting an invisible tire wall. If you try to take that turn, just oh, that would too be tightly. frustrating. It was. Um, <laughs> Actually, that'd be infuriating. I've done that before. It is. Um, and lastly, they have established what I'm calling the anti-Williams eSports measure. Uh, is but, that referring to yourself, Williams, or the actual Williams eSports? The actual Williams eSports. So okay. if you well, that's a legit back, question I have to ask because of your last name. Yes. Um, Sorry. Did I throw you off? I'm sorry. No, my brain instantly wanted to go to the, you know, I'm probably actually related to the Williams family if you go back far enough in our genealogy. Just because my family did originally come from that part of England. Oh, well then. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Glossing over that. Um, (laughs) You had an epiphany live on a show there, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So, if you request your mind back to last year, whenever Williams Esports qualified for the Daytona 24 they did so by running around on the very bottom of the apron and because they did that they were able to knock off about three tenths of a second on their lap instead wow. of using the full banking that's far more, far more significant than I expected yeah um, there's a couple other shenanigans that they pulled during the race but we're not going to talk about those um, what iRacing has done is that um if your car passes below the middle point of that uh, lane below the double yellow, you will <laughs> receive a slowdown penalty now. Oh. That should be self-policing, I would imagine. Yep. Very so much so, I have to say. Yeah. Um, have you tried this, Taylor? Uh, I have not tried it because I was someone who was realizing you don't do that in a race. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I'll have to give it a little test run in practice before yeah. that. But, of course, we'll not use that because, of course, the anti-Williams eSports cheat measure has been implemented. Yes. Um, there is also apparently a hotfix that's coming out prior to when this show goes live. But after we record this episode, um, which is a fixing a couple other things on the track. For instance, there's currently a... 
Oh, this is so stupid, but I love it. There is currently a way that you can um, essentially drive um, the motorcycle course at Daytona and literally skip half of the infield. <laughs> During even the 24? Yes. Oh, it's got to be the cut through that they do when it goes from, instead of taking a left at the kink, you slow down, take the 90 degree right. Completely that, skip that horseshoe and just go straight out onto the banking. That's exactly. amazing that they people have found a way to try to cut the course like that. Yeah. Um, wow. I should have put it in the run of notes, but I'll go ahead and pull it up so you guys can f- see it now. Um, I just got to find it real quickly. I know this is such professional, but it, we've never claimed to be professional on this program. Well, no, we don't get paid for this, so that would mean we're not professional. Uh, make sure I'm in the right channel. Is that going to work? Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, go ahead and take a look at the video for yourselves um, while I wrap up this subject. So, what do we got it over um, there on the chat back there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So while they're viewing that, um, again, there's a couple other things that they adjusted during this update. Um, the main other thing that I didn't put on the run of shows, but I should have, is that the legacy web member site, if you're still using that, um, after yesterday, Tuesday, January 16th at 8 a.m. Eastern, um, that member's legacy website has now been fully shut down. Uh, you are not able to do anything from that website anymore. You cannot launch the sim. Oh, my you can't, goodness. Yeah. Um, you can't. That's it, worse than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, taking the uh, access road that's at the entrance to the West Horseshoe. So taking a hard left instead of doing the full 180 to the right. And then you use the what would be the public area or the spectator area access road that goes all the way around to the backside and it exits NASCAR turn two. So literally you skip the run up onto the banking, the entire banking, and then enter on the back straightaway. Yep, that's nuts. Yeah, isn't it just? Anyway, um, so yeah, if if you want to use iRacing now, you have to use their really fancy UI, which frankly I do like more than the member site. I know I might be in the minority on this point, but and everybody's just gonna have to get used to it. I mean, everyone's gonna get used to it at this point. Yeah. Remember my rant and rave about whenever uh, R Factor Two changed their UI, and then I just got used to it, and now like. Actually, not too long ago, I went back to the old UI. I was like, why did I ever like this? <laughs> so, yeah. It's just and a matter of getting liked, used to it. I never liked R Factor 2's original AI, so. Well, the very first AI, actually, I thought was the best one until this or one UI, that they got not now. AI, UI, excuse me. Yes, UI. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, that that's a bit of the end of the iRacing news that we have for this week. Um, I'm sure Matt and Steven will probably have drama from Daytona to talk about. <laughs> so we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, yep, because I think me and you both been are running two cars this weekend. I'm not running. I, I'm only in one entry, if that's what you mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're running a car. I'm running a car. So we have yeah. two cars. Yeah. Question, so, what car is Jordan in? 
I th- Jordan's doing a GTP. I don't remember which GTP oh, right wow. now. I think they're in the Porsche. Maybe the Acura. I'm. Not, I don't remember right now. Something that go fast. Something go real fast. Anyway, um, yeah. So, <laughs> moving on from that to something now completely different and yet related. So, if you listened to last week's program, you heard my unedited kind of ramble about how Forza Motorsport is broken. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, you basically, if you want to do any type of league racing on that title, it is now impossible um, because there is an issue that's very prevalent throughout the game where cars will be invisible to you, but will still be able to collide with you if they can see you. So you can be driving around. Um, wait, I said that backwards. Other cars on track will not be able to see you, but because you can see them, they can impart force onto your car without even knowing. So if you're driving beside someone and they take a corner like normal, you're going to get sent into the shadow realm, basically. That sounds like an old Forza 3, Forza 2 problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when that used to happen. Yeah. It might have branched over to 4. That that's You're asking me to go way too far back, though, on that yeah. aspect. But Yeah, it's been an issue before. However, it's really an issue right now. Goodness. Yeah. Um, so we were all hoping that Update 4, which was released earlier this week... Would it fix that problem? Spoiler alert, it has not. Um, <laughs> we are getting ready for my international fun. surprise face? Yes. Oh, yes. That doesn't translate very well over radio, so. No, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> you mean audio? Kind of like Ouija boards, they don't work very well. Either. It says. I don't even know what. Anyway. Um, there, this con. <laughs> this update is very much content focused. Uh, we'll be going over what that content is in a couple of minutes. Um, but they did put a note in the um, release notes, which I will say have improved because they're actually giving us some details now instead of we did, um, we fixed an issue with without actually saying what the issue was. Anyway, digressing. Um, this is one of the notes in their release, their patch notes. Um, please note, and if you count them many times, it's a note in the last 30 seconds. That's going to be pretty high. Please I note got 11 that, teen so far. <laughs> please note that Update 4 is focused on new content and events and contains only minor fixes for car and track content compared to our previous updates. Work on game files to address top community issues is ongoing. Look for additional improvements in Update 5 and beyond. So, Right, so we got a month at least, because that's how they've been doing the updates lately. By easily the a month. We're probably the next... Um, Mid-February. Yeah, so episode 8 or 10, we'll probably be discussing this again. If not sooner. Probably not sooner. Um, <laughs> wow. Just wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
so the big news from this content update, and that's how I'm going to be referring to it now, is that Daytona has returned. Oh, yay! With, with the same broken pit lane as it's had for the last two iterations of Forza. Oh, no! When I saw this, it, I was kind of dumbfounded, yes. if you think about it, because if you want to do the road course at Daytona, you gotta do the right pit road exit. Yes. And I, I've heard of fumbling the ball. You know, I'm looking over at you, Motorsports Games, and all your stuff that you did, but for a company like Forza to be fumbling something as I wouldn't say in, like super important, but in order to be what you're supposed to be for Daytona, for the road course, I mean, that's just almost as worse of a fumble than anything right there, I have mm -hmm. to say so. For clarification if you are not aware um forza's version of the daytona road course includes a tire wall that closes off the last half of the main pit exit uh, for the road course um all variations of daytona in the past have used the nascar um pit exit which basically spits you out directly onto the track um, doesn't let you go around on the apron either, for that matter. Um, and as such, it, when you use the Daytona Road Course, you're literally getting split out straight into traffic. A problem that has been observed during Toro's Daytona events for almost 10 years now. Um, but Forza has elected that even though this game is, quote, built from the ground up, if you are playing... The they Simcast. did a copy and paste. <laughs> yes, they did a copy and paste. If you're playing the SimCast Bingo, you may check that off your sheet. So, th this Bingo. issue reminds me of a couple of years ago. <laughs> or, actually, no. This was during Forza 6. Which would have been Remember whenever you came 10 out... years ago. Yeah, Forza 6. Remember whenever you came out of the pit lane at Laguna Seca? Mm -hmm. And it's a similar type of pit lane to where basically you can cross over into the racing line right away. Yep. But there is lines definitive. So if you stayed true to the pit lane, there was cones that separated the racing line to the uh, pit lane. So mm -hmm. that basically encouraged you to stay in the actual pit lane. And then whenever you come around the Andretti hairpin, what sits right in the middle of the Andretti hairpin pit exit, but a tire wall that you have to run into. So it's either plow through cones or hit a tire barrier. <laughs> yeah. The tire barrier... They did fix that, but... Yeah, I was going to say, the tire barrier isn't there, but it still spits you out directly onto the track before the Andretti hairpin. Um, same thing goes for um, the road course version of Homestead Miami Speedway. Yes. Where, again, it spits you out directly on into traffic rather than taking you along the, its actual pit lane. What... Weren't, weren't they advertising me, this Forza to be the most realistic racing simulator of all time? Their most realistic simulator. Yeah, theirs. Not the most realistic, yeah. but yes, yes they were. Um, so realistic that they copied and pasted. Here's what annoys me. It, are you familiar, you two, with the um, pit exit for Yas Marina? Uh, briefly. A yeah, where bit. it goes underneath the racetrack? Yes. Yes. Forza has modeled that. So they clearly have the capabilities of following the pit exit as it exists, where 
it would be just as easy just to spit them out directly onto the track like they have done with so many of their um, track re- recreations. Right. Recreations, they excuse did me. that on Forza 6. They updated yes. that because when it was on 5, it did spit you out right in the middle of the racing line. It didn't have you go through the underside. Yes. Um, so they have the tools to do that. I'm not sure why they elected to not do that with these three tracks that we just mentioned. Where because it's faster. Have, well, it's probably also less time coding. Um, yeah, not faster. that I'm calling Turn 10 lazy. I'm just saying that you know, attention to details like this is sometimes not their strong suit. Um, but yeah. I'm trying not to be too negative about this, but they clearly have the tools to make the pit exit work. They just elected to not use them. Right. And I can understand putting a tire wall there because, you know, they don't want cars diving into the that pit lane to try to cut the corner. Um, they have an issue ongoing with Mid-Ohio because you know how Mid-Ohio has their pit exit directly beside the... Uh, racing line right car people who you know gamers let's call them gamers have been cutting um that corner by going to that pit lane right with no penalty right (laughs) so they have (laughs) they have the ability to you know mark places on the track as off track use right for race regulations to include penalties they just don't here's another thing that they could do sorry to interrupt you there but here's another Mm -hmm. thing that they could do and if you ask me it's not going to interfere with the integrity of the track and I've seen them do this before even though it doesn't exist in real life nothing is stopping them from making a solid barrier that separates those all the way through there granted that doesn't exist in real life but they can't create a virtual system that's able to de- detect that and properly yeah. penalize or what have you with people actually doing that. So if you put a physical barrier there, I don't think too many people issue. are going to complain. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there's some precedent for that, like um, the endurance pits for Sebring. You're really familiar with Sebring. Mm-hmm. Um, they put up tire barriers for that pit lane the whole way through the inside of Sunset. So right. doing a similar thing for Daytona is not out of the realm of possibility. At least I don't there think you go. it is. Yeah. This is something that can be addressed. Um, I'm just not sure why it wasn't addressed to begin with. And it has taken um, you know <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back again. Uh, whenever I saw this as part of the announcement, I took to Tora's social media and expressed our displeasure about this being a thing again. And um, we also started a post on their suggestion hub. More mm-hmm. on that comment later. Um, and now it is the most voted for suggestion on the environments part like the track environments part of that suggestion hub. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Way to use a community in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. But it shouldn't take me doing that. No, it shouldn't. And 
in order for it to be addressed. And we're not even sure if it will be addressed, frankly. Yeah. Um, cause otherwise I think, uh, an old reputation is going to have to die hard with them. Cause, uh, remember for the longest time, they're the, unfortunately you went full robot in the last part of that sentence, but I I'm sure what you said was profound. Um, uh, while Lewis is reconnecting, um, I mentioned the suggestion hub, and this is kind of like Forza players, in case you are not aware, um, on Forza's forums, there is an entire suggestion and troubleshooting hub where um, you can post suggestions that you have for the game, um, things like having a um, functional, like, um, think of a way to, to put this, except for calling it what it's commonly known as. Um, hello, for hello, Aseta Corsa. Like, so you can actually see like where cars are around you, um, instead of the arrow system, which is kind of broken. Um, there's also the troubleshooting thing where you can report bugs that you have uh, noticed in game, um, so that the Turn 10's team is aware of it. Something that we have noticed on their patch notes is that they make specific references to these posts on these forums. Um, for instance, um, in the suggestion hub, there was a post about the uh, red concrete squares at Silverstone, which would occasionally slow the car down or just outright killed it. They adjusted that in this update and specifically mentioned the post um, because each of them get a reference number. So what I, this is a roundabout way of saying is that if there's something that you feel like needs to be adjusted on the forums, make sure to post it there. And um, perhaps this is some way that the community can get the really important issues across to turn 10 in the future. Are you back with us, Mr. Satterley? Probably until I go full robot again. Okay. Well, you are back right now. So, um, <laughs> oh, all right. That's my, <laughs> seems like weekly rants about forts at done. <laughs> but you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. And I shouldn't have to say these things, but I, I don't know. The, the current, communication between Forza and its community is not tremendous. Yes, they put out their posts discussing the things that they're adjusting with CartBG and Force Razor relations and the AI. Yes, they have just announced um, right before we started recording a newsletter that you can sign up for to get more um, regular updates, but they still have a pretty far way to go, in my opinion. But anyway, um, end rant. Louis, do you want to talk about our next point while I get a drink? I have to pull up the run of show that we have on that because I totally skipped over that. I believe we are on Dakar Desert Rally mm -hmm. with new USA DLC, which, yes, we can talk about that. Uh, USA Tour is the final DLC pack that I guess was originally announced by Saber Interactive. Um, I actually don't know too much about this particular uh, game, but we're going to go ahead and roll with this anyway. Um, but 
it was on their 2023 roadmap, but it never made its way to the title. So obviously this has gotten to be expanded and put on into the game. Um, and unfortunately, not too many details have been in, included on the scope of what this is all going to include. There have been a few screenshots, which looking at those, those look absolutely stunning from what I'm able to see. They're all over um, at... Dakar the game. No spaces there on that if you guys want to check those out yourself. Um, but yeah, this looks stunning. Actually, I want to try this out now that I know that this exists myself. Um, but no release date has been put out about this. It has been tested on SM for the last two few days. So that's really encouraging on that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Give that a look into it. Yeah. I'm certainly am after that because this I've always loved Rally Raid. Yeah, yeah, and Dakar kind of put itself into its own corner by it being only about the Dakar Rally. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't even remember us talking about this. When did this come out? Um, 2022. It's been wow. out for a little while. Okay, so maybe it's... that's what it is. Just my memory slipping on me on this one because I definitely don't recall talking about this, but this looks amazing. Yeah, it's not a bad-looking game, but um, I just find it really interesting that they're adding a U.S. DLC whenever it's very much tailored to a uh, particular racing event. It's like um, a NASCAR game adding the Indy 500 inexplicably. Yeah. uh, Uh, Although, that being said... You know what I would have expected out of this? A Baja. No, it could be. Um, it, it's not abundantly clear where... This scenery this, looks like it takes place in Arizona, Colorado area. Yeah. Um, it's not like abundantly clear where this takes place or if it's like based on a particular place because it's mostly just deserts and mountains. Right. So that could be anything in that, you know, four-cornered part of the state of the country and actually anybody who is interested and it is at least on steam it is on sale 50 percent off right now for 20 bucks oh hey there you go so i'm gonna go ahead and actually let's see what's other content that we have on this i don't know if we have a lot of time for this but uh you get the season pass which currently that's 40 percent off so that's 17.99 right now for that uh, there is a USA tour that's on there. That's ten bucks at the moment. Uh, Snowrunners car, Snowrunner cars pack is free. Hybrid vehicle pack for ten bucks. Classics vehicle pack for ten bucks. Seven bucks for pack one of that. Legends pack. Uh, Snowrunner trucks pack. All those are for seven dollars. Um, oh, this is entry. Interesting. Audi RS Q e-tron hybrid car. Currently not available is what it says, but it Hmm. came out October 4th. That's interesting. Why wouldn't they have a price on that? And then you have the Saudi Arabia map extension, and that is free. So all in all, if you wanted to get all the DLC with that, that is $68.93 at the moment. That's all DLC, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, we we are running a little short on time, so I'm going to speed through a couple of these um, points. Um, Gooey, you and I are both fans of management games. 
yeah. password management titles. Uh-huh. Um, there's a new one coming out for PC, which is called GT Manager. Um, oh. I, I'm going to default to you on this because whenever we share this in our chat, you mentioned something about the mobile game. Um, this is, from what I am understanding reading press releases, that this is just an adaptation of the mobile game for the PC platform. But it, what's really important about it is that um, it has mostly real vehicles, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, 100% all real vehicles. Um at least based on the mobile game that they have, which anybody can go out there and find it. It is called GT Manager. It's the only one that you're going to be able to find. Um, they have it split up from GT4, GT3, GT2, GTE, and they recently included Hypercar. Um, Hypercar has a few of the real-world hypercars that are racing in the WEC and IMSA right now. They have the Glickenhaus, uh, the Porsche, the Peugeot, they have the Aston Martin Valkyrie, which they just threw in at the time as an extra hypercar. And which they also come. have the Lotus Evija. I think that's how I pronounce that correctly. Evija? I'm not entirely sure, but something tells me that we got uh, laser beams pointing right at our heads waiting for an English sniper to take us out at the moment for mispronouncing <laughs> that. Um, but so they do include some road cars that are in there. And they also include some older generation cars, for instance. Um, if you go to the GTE category, which actually I just recently re-downloaded it because I wanted to take a look at everything. So let's pull that up on the phone real quick. Um, as this is pulling up, my only gripe about this, if it's going to be anything like the mobile game, it's going to mm-hmm. be pay-to-win sort of thing, oh. which I, I absolutely hated about it. Um, the concept of it is good. Basically, it's all about upgrading everything through trading cards you have to get a certain number of each trading card and then you have to put it in but the problem is you never get the trading card you want so you have to pay for it so it's gambling essentially whether or not you get the parts that you need kind of sort of but um if you do enough of the events you can get a lot of credits for all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's it's just not right in my opinion um so let's see. Yeah, we got for Hypercar, the Valkyrie, Lotus Evigia, the Bugatti Bolide, which it looks like a hypercar anyway, the Glickenhaus, the Porsche, the Peugeot, and actually they include the McLaren Senna in the hypercar category. Actually, no, they include that in GTE, which is weird. Um, uh, GTE listen. also has a Brabham, the Ford GT, the Aston Martin, the Corvette, the Porsche, and then down to GT2, we get the Audi R8. They c- included the old GT1 Celine S7R into GT2, okay. which is weird. Um, you got the KTM Crossbow. They included the Honda, Honda NSX GT500 into GT2. Uh, the Porsche GT2 Club Sport, the 935. And then GT3, there's a plethora of these, everything that you could think of. The BMW, Acura, AMG, Nissan, Porsche, McLaren. And then in GT4, they have the 570S, the Celine S1, the Mustang GT4, Camaro GT4, Porsche Cayman, Lotus Amira, and that's all the cars they got in the game up to this point. So assuming all those make it over into this one. 
Yeah, so that's about 30 cars? Thereabouts, yeah. Okay. Like I said, there's yeah. some unrealistic aspects about it, but at the same time, there is. And unfortunately, there is no uh, multi-class racing involved either. Oh. Yeah. That seems like an odd decision. Yeah. Maybe that's something they'll include in the PC version, because apparently they are planning on expanding on the title for PC, since you have that little bit more power than you do with a phone. Yeah. Which, um, going through the uh, little link that you sent here that breaks the story about this, I find it hilarious on a particular screenshot, because obviously not all tracks are able to replicate, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one in for instance, uh, if you scroll down, what is it? The second screenshot after the video. If you look, it's a nice foresty. Looks like it's in the middle of uh, the Arden Forest there, like what it would be Spa. But if you look mm-hmm. at the trap map, that's clearly Bahrain. Uh, <laughs> well, it is. So we go from the desert to the forest. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So. I might pick this up depending on what the price. Well, the mobile one is free to play, isn't it? Yeah, it is free to play. So that's okay. why I kind of see where they're coming through with the. Uh, you have to pay a little bit to come through there, yeah. as opposed to other mobile games. If you have to pay for them up front, you usually don't have to in the game. Yeah. So I, that being said, I wonder if this is something that's going to be. Um, one-time purchase, and then you have access to everything. I, I hope that would be the case. Yeah. All right. Um, very interesting. Um, I might download the mobile game after we're done here and check it out myself, because as much as I enjoy um, Motorsport Manager 3, I, I want to do more GT things, because that's the type of racing I enjoy. Anyway. Um, uh, actually, to... funny enough that you say that, because actually there is a Motorsport Manager 4 out that okay. came out fairly recently, so if you want to look into that one, and it's a little bit more in-depth yeah. as well. I've been playing yeah. that a lot lately. All right. We only have about 10 minutes left in tonight's program, so I'm going to speed run um, a couple things. First of all, um, we got a look at the Mercedes GT2 that's coming to ACC as part of the GT2 pack. Um, I don't believe we actually have seen a date for this yet, but... Um, as part of this advertisement, they've confirmed that it'll be coming out next week, um, January 24th. So be on the lookout for that. Um, the 24th, huh? Okay, yep, cool. next Wednesday. Oh, just in time um, for me to get home and pack up and go to Daytona again. <laughs> um, something that's come up on my radar recently is a um, small little game called Wild Fields, which is... Um, essentially a pit stop um, adventure. Um, have you either of you two familiar with Overcooked? No, no. can't say that I am. Okay, um, Overcooked is a um, cooking game where it's um, cartoon characters with four players that are working together to. Oh uh, yes, cook a yes, meal. I am familiar with this. Yeah, it's basically that same concept, but a pit stop. <laughs> Oh and actually, I just got to watch the trailer, and apparently a bunch of cars do donuts around in random spots and break down, and you got to work on them instantly and get them back going again. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is hilarious. Yeah. 
I, I, well, I already said the fun aspect, because, not in an embarrassing aspect. Yeah, I want to try this out just because it looks hilarious, and um, that might be something that if we can get four of us together to play that, that'd be ho- like for oh like, yeah, film a special content, for this, yeah, like a stream or something. That'd be hilarious. Oh goodness, you're talking anyway. about absolute chaos. <laughs> anyway. I was gonna say this already looks like. You actually, you know what the animation reminds me of is um, Circuit Superstars. Kinda, yeah. Maybe a little bit more cartoonish, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a similar animation style. Yeah. Um, the last little thing I want to touch on in the news portion of tonight's program is um, there is a new announcement of a direct drive wheel with pedal set. Um, I'm not going to tell you who it's made by because we're going to save that, but here are the bullet points. Five Newton meter direct drive wheel. It's Xbox and PC only. Comes with a display and a button box. Has magnetic shifters and the pedals have adjustable throttle and clutch and a load cell brake. Who do you guys think make this? Without, Who would you think if I just gave you that description? Who would you think make this? Well, that, but you said new, so the, instantly Thrustmaster, Moza, and Fanatec would be out the window on that one. So this yeah. would lead me to think like a Logitech initially. I already know the answer to this, but just hearing yeah. all those details alone and I didn't know anything, I would think a Logitech. Yeah, no, it's Turtle Beach. <laughs> oh my, This I saw this, I looked at the picture of this, and I just immediately felt sad (laughs) here's the messed up part though what they presented doesn't look bad it doesn't look bad the the pedal set it looks like they borrowed the design from thrustmaster absolutely 100 it looks like they borrowed the design from fanatec Uh and the base i'm not sure what that is that looks like something out of an old mad cat's wheelbase yes but it has a display and a button box and a button box that actually looks like it will do what you need it to. Yeah, an authentic button box. That that's yeah. what scares the crap out of me about this. It, it looks so me. good, but it scares me because how how could it actually be? Considering they're only selling this for six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's everything. <laughs> it's. Yeah. I, I will say this. I will say this, actually. This could actually end up being an absolute gem for somebody who is first starting to get into sim racing. Mm-hmm. The only downside I see with this is not like a Fanatec, or Fanatec a Moza, a Thrustmaster, or a Logitech where you can actually you know, remove a wheel and put one on that you would prefer, whether it's for comfort or aesthetic reasons. Mm-hmm. Logitech, you still can't do that. Yeah, I, that did I say Logitech? You, you did. did. Okay, sorry. I exclude Logitech on that. I didn't mean to include <laughs> them on that. But um, yeah, this. Yeah, this is also this could be like the diamond in the rough, and I'm actually kind of anxious for somebody to get one and try it. Yeah, <laughs> Turtle Beach. If you're listening to the program, which would be weird if you do, because the only thing you really make are headsets. 
and controllers and mics before. So this is completely uncharted territory for you, and which is why we're all like, what? Um, but in fairness, the products that they make are not terrible. No, they so aren't. That's what makes me think that this actually could end up being something incredibly good. Yeah. And how many times last year did we say that somebody needs to come out with a direct drive wheel that is affordable that people can actually get their hands on? And somebody obviously listened. Yes. Just not who we expected. <laughs> not, yeah, definitely not who we expected. Out of right field, this piece of news. And it, it, I find it really interesting, the fact that this has more buttons and rotary encoders and switches than most of the other competitors at way more at higher price point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a freaking, um, like protected toggle switch on it. That's just, yeah, nuts. crazy. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the features of this thing, it is, it is exactly everything that you would want. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah. So, Turtle Beach, if you are listening, hello. Um, we would like to try this out. So. If you want to get in touch with us so that we can try it out, we would be interested in that. Five nanometers, though. That's that's quite spectacular for the price point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing can touch it at that price point. Um, the Fanatec, which... I, I uh, The Fanatec that is also five nanometers, I think, starts at this price without a wheel and pedals. Yeah. Something like that, so... What was it? Actually, if you guys scroll all the way down to the page that we've shared on this, look how good that looks whenever it's lit up and active. That is everything you want. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway. The only um, gripe that I actually see is the knobs that are up towards the top of the buttons on the wheel itself. That's really my only gripe point on that. That and uh, no stick shift. That's the only other thing I had to say. Well, yeah. Stick yeah. pattern. If you're going to be buying this, there are other ways you can get a stick shift. <laughs> True, but, I mean, why not? I mean, go big or go home with this. I also just noticed that they have my rig. <laughs> Looking at the photos. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, very interesting, very unexpected. We'll, we're excited to see how this turns out and if it's actually good or not. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to pay attention to the reviews on Is this out yet, or is it... It there, um, no, it's, it says right here, pre-order now. Yeah. If I had a spare six hundred fifty dollars, I would do it just to see what it's like. But I don't have a spare six hundred fifty dollars. Here we go, right here. Uh, if you click on pre-order, it'll say right here the product will be on sale February twenty sixth, twenty four. Okay. So there you go, a little over a month away. Yeah. And actually, if you click on that uh, pre-order button, you're able to see some more dimensions of all the other parts that come along with it. Oh, there you go. If you want to not have a clutch pedal, you can actually take out the load spring on it and lay it flat. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it does seem like a weird thing to have a clutch pedal but not have a stick shift. Yeah. Oh, oh and here's another, another fun thing feature. If you want the button box on the other side, you can move it to the other side as well. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that is. So in the dying moments of tonight's program, it's time for this week's 
Esports Roundup of the Week, brought to you by the Gaming Athlete. I'm not doing it this year. You're not doing it this year? I'm not doing it this year. You're welcome, Jordan. <laughs> uh, head on over to thegamingathlete.com to learn more about how to reach athlete status in gaming by maximizing your performance and restoring your well-being. Once again, that's thegamingathlete.com. I am, however, going to keep saying hashtag eat more tacos. If As we you should. weren't, I was going to kick you off the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, you want to give us some eNASCAR news? Oh, well, of course. We got a lot of things talking about for the world of eNASCAR and a lot of the major esports competition. Let's start off, of course, first with the 2024 schedule that has been announced for the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. A lot of returning favorites, of course, Daytona International Speedway, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Richmond, but a couple of new courses. We're heading for the first time this season in eNASCAR competition to the Brands Hatch Circuit. For those of you who are maybe familiar with the invitational race that happened back at the end of 2023, we raced at Brands Hatch utilizing the NASCAR Xfinity cars. Of course, that is Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s favorite road course to run on, so why not add the executive produce or an executive of iRacing on this track schedule here for 2024. A couple other things that there is going to be a couple of fixed setup events similar to what we saw last year. So some of these races will be a fixed setup, so no open setup for these drivers to utilize. So a little bit of interesting things that will happen moving forward into 2024 and beyond. And of course, the Homestead Miami round at on October the 1st will be front of a live studio audience once again, and a lot of great things to happen in this season. A lot of new faces, new teams. We're still waiting on, of course, a couple of new teams to join, but one of those teams is BS Competition. For those of you familiar, that is the team that is famous for their zebra-striped race cars on the iRacing platform. They will be signing on a couple of new drivers this year, and Still waiting on a couple of new teams, a couple of new driver signings, but we'll be excited to see how this will play out going into this new season in 2024. A couple of other things also to touch base on. How about Max Esteron graduating to join the FIA Formula 3 Championship as he joins with Jenser Motorsports, of course. For those who are familiar with Max Esteron, he's an American driver who started a lot with his iRacing to then now work his way up into the ranks of Formula Racing. So it's great to hear from Max Estron to make his way through, and we'll see what he can do going forward in 2024. Finally, in other news, the eNASCAR Road to Pro Qualifying Series just released their two-round schedules, starting off on February 15th at Daytona International Speedway, rounding out at Charlotte on May 23rd, before the second round kicks off June 27th at Chicagoland, wrapping up September 26th at Homestead Miami Speedway. Thank you, Taylor. And just something to tease for next week. Um, our, we are friends with BS Competition Plus on this program, as we've talked about several times. And um, we were able to set up an exclusive interview with their two eNASCAR drivers coming up on next week's program. So yeah, be sure really to exciting. tune in for that. I'm sorry, Taylor, what was that? I was saying really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to talk to those two drivers. Um, gentlemen, final thoughts for this evening? Hashtag eat more tacos. Hashtag it's 24 season. <laughs> yes. So thank you all for listening. It's been a really great show. We're glad to be back after a bit of a short vacation. 
Matt and Steven will be back next week for episode three. And for all of us here, stay safe out there and bye for now. Oh, and stay tuned for Off the Grid. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, subscribe to the Simcast wherever you get your podcasts.